Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Good morning. It's not really morning, but no one needs to know that. (laughs) The facade, man. Yeah. Well, we we had a big weekend this weekend. We did. I definitely am feeling the need to balance. It was Motley Lou's birthday weekend. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. (laughs) I'd actually like to just keep it like that. That's pretty much the only thing I remember bouncing back from that weekend. Oh, okay. So happy Monday. Happy Monday, and um, I'm really excited about it. I know. We have a very special guest yes. here. We have, I'm going to introduce her as Officer Rachel Yates, but that sounds so formal. Well, it She's is. She's basically kind of our a, friend, Rachel. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's kind of a big deal, though, to be an officer. It is. Right. Yeah. In Chula Vista. Right. Like, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but I mean, <laughs> I'm just setting the whole stage. Don't put all the cards out on the table yet, yet babe. Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for being here. So Rachel has a long, a long bio here. She is obviously an officer. She is all-Army basketball team for four years, staff sergeant in the United States Army. Also, we're going to get into it a little bit later. She is a cervical cancer survivor. And there's also some fun things that we'll get into a little bit later, but we have a long laundry list of what we want to talk to you about. So I'm really happy that you're here. Thank Me you for too. making the journey. Um, first of all, how did how did we meet you? It's so long ago. Um, <laughs> the first time. At the shows. Yeah, it was the shows. It was the shows. I had a friend take me to the show. I had no idea who you guys were right. whatsoever. I still don't. I was in the front row with my beer like... What's happening? But the music was so... <laughs> what you know, show is that? Energetic. It was at the Belly Up. Okay. I remember it was at the Belly Up. Because that place sounds so amazing. It was. If you ever have a chance to go to the Belly Up in Solana Beach, there's it's one in Aspen, venue. but the one in Solana Beach is incredible sounding. And I've seen some of the most unreal people play there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So you are... Epic. How tall are you? I am six foot one. Six foot one. So yes. you in the front row... You are a force to be reckoned with. Yes. <laughs> so I want to go to a show with you <laughs> so that I can be in the front row because <laughs> I can never get up there. I'm so wait, two. Rachel, what year is this? Let's let's uh, give the listeners like let's set up the the whole story. This is 2018 right now. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> wow, so clever. Um, but thanks for that reminder because, like I said, after last weekend, I have no. I, I need as many little pieces of knowledge that I can get. But what year was the year that uh, you saw us at the belly up? I'm going to say it was 2013. 2013? 2013. Okay. Wow. That's fantastic. And your first time, you never heard us. Never. And your friend brought you. Yes. Awesome. Front row. Now, front row. (laughs) And then ever since then, you've just been with us. I have. It was such an amazing show. The energy was amazing. And it just, I wanted more. I was oh. so happy. The music just, everybody was together, smiling, laughing. You guys put on a great show. It was just a really positive environment. Yep. I loved it. I love, I like positive, happy environments too. They're my favorite things to do. Okay. So because you go to shows, this is kind of how you unwind, right? So your profession is you are an officer in the Chula Vista Police Department? That's correct. All right. So tell us a little bit about that. Being an officer um, now as compared to, let's say, 10 years ago is, is a lot different. Um, as an officer, you're constantly aware of your surroundings. You're constantly 
you know, looking to help people, get them in the right direction, maybe give them some legal advice. Um, and sometimes you're that person that's holding their hand on their very last breath. Oh my so gosh. So your, your day can jump from something super positive to helping someone out to a low and seeing, you know, a family go through a very tragic time. Mm-hmm. So being an officer is, is very high stress, a lot of anxiety, and um, but at the same time, it's rewarding. Mm-hmm. It really is. How long have you been in the police department? I've been there approximately five years. Oh, so it's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And have you been in the same, um, I don't know what they call it, the, uh, in the same place, unit? unit? Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I'm in patrol, so I patrol the streets. But I've had um, several opportunities to work in the undercover capacity. So I've... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you... What <laughs> were you? undercover. <laughs> yeah, what were you? Undercover what? So um, a few times we dressed in regular plain clothes as opposed to our uniform. And we dressed as um, prostitutes. Um, a few partners and myself did that. Oh, the trap. And we walked the streets. <laughs> and um, Wow, that must have been yeah. a really interesting process. It was. It was terrifying. First of all, dressing like that and playing that role mm-hmm. and putting yourself in the shoes of these women that, that do that, sometimes not of their choosing, probably. That's correct. Yeah. It's very true. Right, right. But like, there's like a whole team ready to spring into action? Or are you just out there by yourself kind of like, okay, if, if anything goes wrong, I got to just, <laughs> now I got to cut you. <laughs> um, no, there is a team. Um, we don't get to carry any weapons or anything like that, but we have, it's a water bottle. And inside the water bottle, there's a microphone and the microphone screws onto the top and it goes into the label and it has a transmitter. So when we're talking, we're talking into the water bottle so everyone can oh. hear us. So when something happens, all the undercover officers. Right. It just come. rushes in and then yes. everything's okay, cool. They saved the day. Oh, all right. Interesting. Awesome. That makes me feel a lot better about this sting operation, by the way. And that's what it's called. It's a, a sting. sting operation. It's like sting. So any well, the correct any... is John Op. <gasps> John Op. That's mm-hmm. my new favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> it's a John opportunity. So let me get this straight. You're <laughs> you're over there wearing <laughs> prostitute clothes. Ha- and with they, the water they're, they're bottle. They're plain clothes. They're plain just dressed clothes. up as prostitutes. They don't, they, you don't go to the store and get, hi, can I have the prostitute top? Well, I right. mean, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm wrong here. There you go. I gotta stop. So I gotta any stop prostitutes it. out there that may be listening, if you are holding a water bottle, people out there now are going to know that you might be a cop. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> just kidding. Wow. <laughs> I, I like what you just said there. In fact, I'm going to take a second just to let that roll around for hey, a little bit. Hey, it's the oldest profession in the world. We I, have some listeners. Find, hey, you will find zero judgment from okay. me. Whatever you have to do is what you just have to do. I, it's a John Op. A John Op. Right. So was this terrifying, exciting? Did you enjoy it? Do you want to do it again? Or yeah, would I, you rather I, be in your police clothes And the patrol, right. Yeah. Um, the first time was terrifying. I was shaking. I was scared. I was wearing very minimal clothes, and I was walking up and down the street, and it just so happens that school gets out, and there's a bunch oh, of kids and gosh. parents up and down the street, and I'm just... Yeah, that's awkward. It's a very awkward feeling. But <laughs> feeling I, judged by everybody. Yeah. And, uh-huh. yeah hide I your have, kids. <laughs> I have to forget. I'm in a role. I'm, I need to <clears throat> right. perform. This is my job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, it, yes, it was terrifying, um, but in the end, the end goal was to get these so-called predators off the street that were mm-hmm. right. trying to get to us women. 
Um, and that's what we did. It was a very successful day. And afterwards, you know, it, you have a feeling of, wow, these girls really go through mm-hmm. things that we couldn't imagine. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're just talking the talk. We're not, you know, walking the walk. We're just, this is all conversation. Right. So um, it's definitely an eye-opener. Um, and I have a little bit more sympathy and respect for some of these girls that are forced into this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult. So is there a task force that not only gets these predators off the street, but also tries to um, get the women off the street? Or is there is that yes. a whole separate unit? The, there, it is a separate unit. It's mm-hmm. called the Human Trafficking Task Force. Mm-hmm. And they have one in San Diego. And they focus on exactly that, the girls that have been um, put into this business um, by force or um, the men that are out there seeking these girls. Mm-hmm. So it's a combined effort between all agencies and everyone's out there working together to try and alleviate the situation because it is, it's a bad problem. Yeah. It really is. Absolutely. Everywhere, right in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just overseas when you hear about it. Years ago, we did a walk for Durgatry with mm-hmm. your, um, or our friend, Eden. Eden. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was one of those, you know, it's so funny how when you're not paying attention to something, how something's going on that just blows you away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Durga Tree International, for those of you listening out there, they raise money for specific organizations to fight human sex trafficking and human slavery. Yeah. And also they do grassroots. They'll go into, I think Eden went to um, Guatemala and they they went to an orphanage and they helped build this orphanage. Of awesome. Children who have had babies because of the sex trafficking, like children having babies. Yeah. So yeah, Durga Tree International is a really, a really great organization if anybody out there is passionate about this. Okay. Yeah. So the first time was nerve wracking, but then, so the question still stands, are we patrolling? <laughs> are we stinging? Or are you just going to have both and, which is... Second time was a bit easier, but I prefer the safety blanket of my patrol car and my, my vest. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I do too. Yeah. I feel so right. much better. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so you're you have a partner that is a female officer as well. I do. She's yeah. my best friend too. Oh, I we love just that. happen to get along really well. Good. So were you friends before you started or they put you together and you became best friends? Um I started uh probably about six months before she did. Um we didn't like each other. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Those are the best friends. Yes. Yeah. Those are the best ones. And I think it's just because we were so much alike. We just we just didn't vibe well and then one day, um, we started working together and we handled um, a couple calls together. And it was just like, hey, you're cool. Yeah, you're cool. Oh, you're a veteran. I'm a veteran. And then we're like Aww. best friends. Nice. So it was great. Rad. Awesome. <laughs> so let's segue to that a little bit. So you are a veteran. So thank you for your service. And tell nice. us about that. Um, I joined in 2004. Um, I was living in Florida at the time. Um, and I was just working odd jobs. Nothing, you know, a career so I uh, joined the military. I said, hey, I'm going to do it for four years, get my GI Bill, figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life, um, and just use this time to, to focus. Mm-hmm. Four years turned into nine, um, and it was the best decision I ever made in my life. The Army taught me so many things about adulting, for lack of a better term. I learned how to support myself, take care of myself. Um, discipline, integrity. I was able to, you know, make wartime decisions and protect the people that were were underneath me. And those friends that you make turn into family. Mm -hmm. Every year those friends, oh, Sergeant Yates, Sergeant Yates, we miss you, blah, 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 we want to come see you. And it's just, it's an amazing feeling to know that you had an impact on someone's life 
during probably one of the most stressful times in their life. Wow. So you were deployed twice. I was. Yeah. And where did you go? Um, I was in a few different countries. Uh, I was in Iraq, Kuwait, Qatar, and Israel. All the hot places. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pardon me. I'm just sitting here in silence, but I'm just so blown away. I, I love the way that you're speaking to. I'm just following it just like a, the ultimate story. <laughs> it's just, I'm really, I'm really, really grateful for this, this, this time. Thank you so much. Um, okay. So um, four countries, how many years? In the military uh-huh. or overseas? Overseas. Total, I would say four. Wow. My first, my very first deployment was 15 months. Wow. It was very tough. Yeah, I can imagine. So this was your, you just got started in your Army career and you're deployed. I was in for two years and then, yeah, Mm -hmm. I went straight over after Germany. Germany was my first duty station. Came back from Germany, went to Fort Bliss in El Paso, Texas, and Do you speak German? I do not. <laughs> it's and it's like super and you order hard. a beer. Maybe after some beer, I will speak to <laughs> There you go. Yeah. So when, okay. So uh, my question is: is during this time, were you becoming uh, more self-aware of the person that you were expanding to be? And in in case like when you get so stressed out, okay. So like for me, like any kind of like war scenario like that, it's so foreign. Right. And Mm -hmm. you don't really know how you'll react until you actually get into a position. But was there any kind of like um, books, music, uh, exercise uh, philosophies or or anything that like helps you escape the ongoing consistent stress level of these situations? Did you have these avenues out? Perfect example, how yoga is for me, where, you know, I, I just can go and be my own thing and and have this moment of of clarity in a sense. So what were some of those things for you and how did they help you? Well, any anyone that's ever experienced the military and has been active duty or even overseas as a reservist will tell you that music saves lives because it does. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're out there and it's chaotic and you're away from your family and the ones that you love and you don't have the, the comforts of home, music is the only thing that brings you back brings everything back together. Wow. It's it's such a healer. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone will tell you that their iPod was like, it was golden over there. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, I need my iPod. If I don't have it, I, I, don't I know can't how, function. Right. Yeah. That's like the ultimate tool for the balance. It is. Yeah. And music is like a time travel too. So it would bring you back to a place that was good and happy and familiar where somebody, you know, you're out there where it's so foreign and, and not happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a chronic stressful situation. That's a constant motion. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm hearing here, so chronic stressful situation is exactly what I'm feeling. I'm not feeling, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting anxious yeah. here. This is Mel's wartime. Yeah. Right this is what, no, well, I'm thinking that everything I do in my life is about peace and finding balance and relaxation. Like, I, you know, whether it's going out and having fun or going to yoga or doing breathing techniques or, or Wim mm-hmm. Hof, it's all about that and getting to that, that parasympathetic state, which is your, your rest response. I'm hearing everything that you do with the military and now with your career as an officer is high stress. So you're constantly in a state of fight or flight. You're constantly looking at your situation and your surroundings and being ready for what's next. That's true. It's making me nervous. I mean, I get I get a little bit of high stress when I drink too much coffee. So I can't even imagine. That's so nicely said. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, she'll actually have 
full on meltdowns when I we will. have too much. Uh, when I have too yeah, much coffee. Which is, it's really so. Okay, so that's fantastic because that's my war zone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's my war zone. Coffee. So now you're an officer and you're still in this high stress. You know, you may be walking as a prostitute or you may be with your vest in your patrol car, but there's always going to be a situation, whether it's something that's um, that's tragic or something that may just be a elevated sense of stress. So how do you come down? What do you do on your off time in order to balance that? I know you come to yoga. That's one of the things. You come to my studio, which is great. And you go to concerts. All the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, yoga, obviously, for me, I had my, um, I was a little bit apprehensive to try yoga because I thought it was just a bunch of breathing and that it didn't work, <laughs> knowing that I've never tried it. And then when I stepped into your studio the first time after the very first session, I remember I said my goodbyes and I got in my car and like it was this huge weight, this huge breath that just filled me. And I was teary and I was in my car and I just felt so light. And I said, what is mm. happening? Like, I've never felt like that. It was just wow. a complete meltdown spiritually. A release. Yes. Yeah. And I was oh. like, I need more of this. Is this is this really what it does? Like, I was <laughs> so excited. And I started bringing my friends and saying, it really works. Just, you know, mm-hmm. come on down. It'll be great. Um, but there's, with my job, the stress is so high that I have to find something that I know works. And obviously listening through the podcast and seeing things in books and talking to other people, I've come to find that the breathing and the meditation within 30 seconds brings me down. Just mm-hmm. I can be anywhere. I'll be in my patrol car and I'll be writing reports and I'll plug in my phone and I'll turn on whatever frequency it is that I need and I'll just type and I'll be instantly be OK. And I could be yeah. writing about something very violent, but it just brings me down. So next I time I get that, that call. I'm fresh for that new for that person that needs my help. Mm. That's incredible awareness. I am so yeah. impressed with you. Like this is, fa- I'm so happy about this journey and just being able to to follow it. Well, when we were talking before the podcast started, she was saying that because of an episode with the 528 hertz, right. she'll put that on at home and just listen to it. And her cat comes out. Tell me about that a little Every bit. Every day. So <laughs> after hearing that podcast, I was like, oh, let me try it. So I did the YouTube video, and it's roughly about two hours of the frequency. And I lay down in my living room floor, it's nice sunshine, and I just listened. And before I knew it, it was 45 minutes into it, and I felt like a different person. Yeah. I wake, well, not wake up, but I open my eyes, All and right. my cat's laying next to me, the exact same Loving thing. Loving it. Yeah. yeah. And when every, every time I put that on, which is at least every morning, my animals relax too. They just mm-hmm. kind of melt where they're at, or they come next to me and just lay on me. It's just Sweet. like a weird... It's true energy work. Oh, yeah. for sure. And that's what it is. It's yeah. like, oh, it's okay, amazing. everything is going to be fine now. So you actually, your typical shift is overnight, right? You get off in the morning, is that right? That was my old shift. It was, Now okay. I start at um, 2 in the afternoon, and we get off at midnight. Oh, okay. It's what we call swing shift, and okay. it's the busiest shift ever. I bet. Yes. Yeah. So which do you prefer? <laughs> I, li- I like being busy, yeah. and I love the hours, so I like swing shift. Um, however, there are other time slots and weekend slots, but usually in the summertime, I like to keep my weekends open so I can go see live bands, you know, hang out with friends, mm-hmm. be out in the sunshine, just, you know, having... The balance. The balance, right. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to get you to join teacher training. Oh, yeah. Yoga teacher training. Yep. 
I just, oh, I have this like vision. Yeah. I have this vision. <laughs> so keep posted. Yeah. I mean, you're basically my yoga teacher right now, just by listening to all the things that you're doing and awareness. Awareness that, that you need that come yes. down. You need that balance. I think a lot of people don't, not necessarily in your profession, just in a high stress life or in their career, they don't realize they need that come down. They don't have that awareness of what's making me feel this way. So it's beautiful that you have that. It's a physical feeling. Like I know when I'm not all there and I know I'm not 100% and I know, okay, this, I need to take five minutes, 45 minutes out for myself and just breathe and just have nothing and just listen, you know, just Mm -hmm. find it. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Like a lot of people just skip over that part. Yeah. You're actually having a conversation with your body. And yourself, I am. your spiritual self. You're having this conversation. That is huge as far as the um, evolution of the expansion of a being. That conversation and that just listening to your body. You know when your body isn't happy. That we just we're so trained to just brush off of it, so we can get to the task that we had in our mind that we have to take care of for that day. Well, and when the body is actually talking to you, that's the last, that's the physical manifestation of something going on, whether it's emotional, mental, you know, whatever it is, that's the last manifestation of it. And if you don't listen to it, then the body will speak louder and then then you have chronic (laughs) things going on. Yeah. Then then you will listen. Oh yeah. You have to. Yeah. You have to. So speaking of bodies, let's transition now a little bit to, um, to when you found out you had cancer. It was the end of 2011. Mm-hmm. I was still active duty in the Army, and I was stationed in Okinawa, Japan with my husband. Um, we were there for three years, and we had had the conversation of wanting to start a family. And we were kind of getting to that point in our relationship, and we thought, hey, you know, let's try and have some, some babies, some mini-me's. And um, my husband at the time was 6'6". I'm 6'1", so we were already planning our little basketball team, just having a great time. Right. Um, But it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be to try and get pregnant. So I went to the doctor and asked for a fertility workup just to make sure everything was working as usual. Um, And that's when um, they did find, um, for lack of a better term, it was a a lump um, in my cervix. and they did a biopsy right then and there. Um, and about three days later, they called me back on my lunch break um, while I was at work. So I went and I showed up in uniform and I sat down and my doctor says, did you bring anybody with you? And I said, no, just me. And she's like, do you want to call somebody? And I kind of oh, gave her a, a weird look like, mm-hmm. why do I need to call someone? Yeah. I'm right. here. Um, and she ended up letting me know that I had stage two um, cervical cancer. And it took a minute um, for me to realize and comprehend what she had just told me. Right. I had a kind of a blank stare on my face. and Like the one I have now. Yeah. Right. I just looked at her. I hopped off the, the exam table and I said, okay, what's the next step? Like, right. within Let's seconds. Let's take care of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, I, what do we do? What mm-hmm. do I have to do? And then from there, um, I told my husband. They sent me to Hawaii for treatment. Um, so from Okinawa to Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. I ended up having um, a total uh, hysterectomy at the age of 33. I was 33. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, of course, after a hysterectomy, 
I was in full-blown menopause at 33. Wow. wow. And they wouldn't give me any hormones or anything like that because we have a history of breast cancer in our family. And so they were too okay. scared, and they said, you're just going to have to tough it out. Wow. So I've been doing that for quite some time, um, but now I'm going through more testing currently mm-hmm. for what we call BRCA, which is breast cancer one. It's a gene mutation. Okay. So they're just trying to make sure that I don't have that mutation, and once uh, my testing is finished, uh, I'll be able to maybe start hormones and maybe get my life back together. Wow. <laughs> but since then, I've just been doing natural herbal things, mm-hmm. just stuff that I've been reading about. Great. Yeah. Yeah, because it is available to us. Yes. And it's it would be just a it's it's a shame if you put all your your eggs in one medical dharma, uh, not dharma dogma, mm-hmm. um, and to have that ability to use Western medicine with um, ancient wisdom and ancient medicine, it's, it's we're very very blessed to be able to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you've been cervical cancer free for a while now. Yes. yes, I just hit five years. Five years, congratulations. Five years. Very excited. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. And so you feel good. You're doing some natural things, and this testing that you're going through is just, it's a genetic testing, right, to see if you hold that gene. Correct. I do right. know someone who had that done as well because okay. she had yeah. ovarian cancer. Yeah. yeah. They say you, once you have one cancer that you're at risk for others. You know, mm-hmm. just they say a lot, a little don't they? Bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they, got, they got a lot to they say. They seem to have it all got, figured yeah, out. They got a lot to say about that. <laughs> they think they know it all. <laughs> oh, dare they. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, okay, so your treatment was three years. Correct. And what was that? Is that entail chemotherapy? Um, I didn't have radiation? to do, I didn't have to do chemotherapy. Um, I did radiation. Um, and I lost a lot of my hair. Mm-hmm. which for me was somewhat of my identity because I'm known to always have this big curly frizzy hair because mm-hmm. that's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> so when I lost my hair, I went through a very deep depression. And when that happened, they tried to give me all kinds of mood-altering uh, mm-hmm. medication. You know, this will help you sleep. This will help your to mood. To the pharmaceuticals. Yes. Yeah. This will help you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, everything. A pill for everything. Yeah. Right. And I remember I took it for maybe two weeks. And it made me feel just completely out of control, Mm. like physically, like my heart would pound. I'd think, you know, my hands would start sweating. I'd get anxiety. And it just, I was like, what is happening? Like, I don't need this. I can can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I stopped taking them. Mm -hmm. Um, And ever since then, it's just been natural. Been reading, um, looking at articles online, talking to people who've actually gone through it. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to my mom, my aunt, you know, everyone that's had somewhat of a battle with this. Um, I'm just gathering my little notes from each person and then trying to figure out what works for me as opposed to popping that pill that, you know, a doctor gives you. Mm-hmm. So your mom and your aunt both have had cancer? My mom, um, she had the, well, she had a double mastectomy to prevent that. Mm-hmm. My aunt had it and my great-grandmother. Got it. So right. that's, uh, that's prevalent. They, yeah, that's yeah. why they were very cautious. Yeah, about. which is good. Yeah. You're like my so- superhero. I'm so blown away by this whole story, and I, I'm just loving this podcast. I don't want to say anything else. I just want to keep listening. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's funny that you say superhero because I, in my show notes here, I have something about you that you enjoy to do every year. Tell us about Comic-Con. Comic-Con. It's like the mecca for all nerds. <laughs> Which um, everyone is a nerd. In their own way. In something, yep. yeah. Very yeah. true. Everyone is a nerd. Um, I happen to be obsessed with... 
uh, movie makeup and mm-hmm. most of the, you know, the magical things that go on behind the screen as opposed to the actual movie. Um, and every year there's a group of my friends and I, it varies between four to maybe ten, and we get together and we cosplay. So what we'll do is we'll pick themes um, for every day of Comic-Con. I love it. That's and a lot of work. It's a, it's a lot. We've Jeez. already started building. Oh, but my gosh. We had a meeting just the other day, and wait, wait, wait. you had a meeting. We have <laughs> nerds, a nerds, nerds, nerds. We have oh a nerd my god! Meeting. We all bring Where'd a dish. I love it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, this is the kind of balance I love. <laughs> so we bring a dish. We all sit down with our computers. And, uh-huh. Okay, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to be, and then we all decide on actual casts. So this year. Thursday, we have what we call a free day. So free day, you get to be whatever Whoever person you, want, you right? ever want. And Wait, I'm how be... long is Comic-Con? It's Wednesday to Sunday. That's a lot of makeup. It is. A lot of changing. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Are you doing your own makeup or do you hire people to do this? Um, we do both, but this year we we actually hired a professional team. Um, because... You're going all the way. <laughs> yeah, because who are you going to be this year? Yeah. Um, on Friday, we're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, so see, I need to watch I'm going to be Gamora. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's green, basically. And yeah. she's I like green chicks. Yeah, she <laughs> she's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. She kicks butt in all her movies. So um I'll be her and then Thursday is our free day and I'm gonna be uh Mashiko. And Mashiko is basically the female version of the Predator. Oh my gosh, I yes. think I saw something about yes. this. So, oh no, you have a tattoo. I I have a predator tattoo, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. That's <laughs> super nerd. <laughs> This is my favorite. This is so great. Okay, so can we like like have like a picture of one of these things in the last show notes? year? Yeah. Well, last, last year, year you yeah. were was it Storm? No. Oh yes, yeah, Storm. It was, yeah. It was one of the days. It was Storm oh, and Holly Female Berry. Predator. Yeah. And then, well, this year too, we're also doing Mortal Kombat. What? Yeah. Oh, it's gonna oh, be great. Nice. We just did Mortal Kombat. Did you on the last tour? Well, we and didn't I, dress well, up. I lost. <gasps> Yeah. I oh yeah, that's that right. One. That's right. Because you read Red Rocks. <laughs> yes. That's absolutely right. Yes. Oh, okay. So those of you listening out there, if you haven't been to a VIP meet and greet at the Pepper shows, you're missing out. They, They're the funnest. They play. They cheat. Yeah. yeah. They cheat. We do not cheat. <laughs> no, they We're practice. just very, very well sharpened tools. They play <laughs> video games with the VIP meet and greeters. Yeah, well, there, there are peeps. And so this last time was Mortal Kombat. Right. Yeah, it was Mortal Kombat, and the the, the uh, tour before that was Mario um, Kart. Mario, Mario Kart, Kart, which we also would destroy. Mm. We just get so good. I actually beat you. Yeah, you did. I did. That, that doesn't Mario surprise Kart. me. We'll buy you all. a coffee. I, yeah. Oh no, <laughs> she had coffee. She was yeah, taking off everywhere. <laughs> no, but it really is fun. It's just a nice way to like you know meet someone new for the first time. And, and oh, by the way, for those listening, we always bring like an old school system like when we left playing video games, which I am going to do. Like a Nintendo 64. It's a Nintendo 64. Atari. No, no I wasn't. <laughs> I was right. I was kind of NES. The first Nintendo Entertainment System was like, "Oh, this is my generation of video game units. I'm going to pass out. You guys are such nerds. Did you have we a Sega? All nerds. I had a Genesis. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I had a football game. I think it was like Joe Montana's football game. And it was horrible because there was this one cheating thing that you could do. It was like a Hail Mary play, and it would work every time and just made the game so not fun anymore. <laughs> so then you just play your friends, and then every play was a Hail Mary play. And the score would be like 168 to like 172. With a combination A-B. Just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, um, however, okay, so wait, when is, uh, 
Comic Con. Yeah, thank you. It's every summer in July this year. No wonder I never I get believe, to go. I'm always on tour. Yeah, I think yeah. it starts, I believe, the 19th of July this year. That must be so fun to see and go downtown. Town just must be They shut, they shut downtown. You have down. to. Yeah. Yes. And, and everyone every... just gets to walk around. All the stars, too. And it's it's nice because you'll see, like, Tom Cruise or... Oh, know, that's who, Mel's favorite. Who all these, you know, Mm-mm. all these actors <laughs> and not. actresses. But they're just walking around next to you enjoying Comic-Con, you know, like... Right. Like, anybody else would want to. It's kind of like an unspoken rule. You leave them alone. Like, right. let them enjoy with their family and their kids and... I Take your it. pictures later. This is so cool. Yeah. I love oh this. Yeah. It's so much fun. I may have to go down this year. I geek out. If you promise me I won't have to meet Tom Cruise. <laughs> Just kidding. You can meet him. Sorry, anybody. Tom, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm going to lift some weights and go as Aquaman or Jason Momoa. Whoa, whoa, oh. whoa. There's only one <laughs> Jason like Momoa. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. All right, so let's. I'm going to shift gears just a little bit now. I'm, I want to ask you about, um, let's go back to the cervical cancer Mm -hmm. when you were going through the treatment what did you do to make yourself feel better what were you able how would you shift into um a a better mindset or even physically feeling better um at that time i didn't know how to make myself feel better i didn't know what worked and what didn't um i was so focused on what i was going through to try and be positive basically about it and just treat it as if it was something that was temporary. Mm-hmm. So the people that were around me during that time, I believe, made the difference. It was my support team, which was my husband. And my mom came all the way from San Diego and stayed with me mm-hmm. the whole entire time and made sure that I got back on my feet, that I was okay, that I could move, that I had food, and you know, the doctors were taking care of me. And mm-hmm. With that, with my mom present and my husband being there at the time, it was kind of a calming feeling in its own, knowing that I didn't have to worry about anything. I just had to focus on regaining my strength and doing, you know, what the doctor said in order to, to get out of that hospital as soon as I could. Because mm-hmm. you know, hospitals are no fun if no. you're there for an extended amount of time. If so. you're there for a minute, they're no fun. Yeah. 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 Well, I had a cool yeah. nurse. She would sneak me Frosties from <gasps> Wendy's, so it was pretty <laughs> awesome. Right, yeah, that's with a spoon only. Mm-hmm. Melanie just ate her first blizzard yesterday. I really? had a bite of it. What, what flavor? I have no idea. I didn't even know that. I, I've never been to a dairy... Dairy queen. Queen. <laughs> so I take it you've never had a McFlurry either. Nope. I've never had a McFlurry. I'm not a big ice cream fan. I can do I like can a little that. bit of gelato, but yeah. Mm, gelato. Okay. So... <laughs> Getting right, off track. Right, all right. Well, food. All right, yeah. All right. We'll have to get one after the, the podcast for sure. Uh, so it was really nice that you... Um, again, I'm just so blown away by how much awareness you're bringing to every step of these um, challenges that you've you've gone through on your own accord. And they just kind of seem to be unfolding correctly when you need it to. Yeah. And that simple listening to yourself, it's like I said, I'm like, you are my superhero because that's something that um, not only I need to, or I'm going to say it this way, um, not, I am anticipating being better at that in the future for me. That's mm-hmm. how I'll say it, yeah. So in your opinion, would you recommend, is there any type of testing that you would recommend to people? Or like for me, I don't think I would want to know until I had to, Yeah. you know, I don't think I would want to put myself in that mindset of, of testing just to do it. Right. Um, but do you recommend that having gone through it? Um, I, I believe if there's a family history that it's, mm-hmm 
probably best that you do get checked up at least annually. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've pretty, if you've got good genetics and you eat well and you take care of yourself, um, you know, just at least go to the doctor. I would say once a year, just yeah, to make just sure that everything is check, yeah. okay. Um, for me, it was awesome because prior to having cervical cancer, my diagnosis, I had what they called um, PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, mm-hmm. and that would just have these little cysts that would come on my ovaries. But because of that, one of them um, actually was irritating, I think, my appendix. And because of that, that's what led into them digging deeper and going in and us trying to have kids. And they said it was it was part of that process. So mm-hmm. without, obviously, that negative part of it, I never would have known and I never I never would have caught the cancer at stage two. Right, mm-hmm. finding the good right. in that, right? It was, yeah. I was thankful that I got that early. So yeah. early detection is the best. So Yeah, so, I mean, I do do a yearly test, but I, yeah. I don't like going to the doctor. I, I just, I get that white cone syndrome, they say. Oh, yeah. I totally have that. Yeah, I try to barely, barely go unless I have to or unless it's for regular testing. But yeah, but yeah I think it is important to do the, just at least the annual. Back yeah. to, look, we live in an area where we can have <laughs> both and, so why not? You know, yeah. Western and Eastern. Yes. That's true. All right. So what is next for Officer Rachel Yates? You have something pretty exciting coming up that we can't really Mm -hmm. talk about too much, but yeah, Yeah. I'll let you just guide that conversation Um, so I don't spill the beans. (laughs) My partner and I, my best friend, um, Shallon, we uh, were approached with the opportunity to film a TV show about women in law enforcement. And basically it follows us in our professional life and our personal life to show the balance. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and what we do to, to keep that balance. Um, we've only been filming for a few months now. Um, we um, can't say the name, okay. can't say when it's released or who's making it, um, but it is exciting. So they follow us with cameras, we help people, and then they show us in our off time, maybe grabbing a drink after work or hanging out or going to a concert. Um, I love it. Yes. Have they shown you doing yoga? They have not. Okay. They have not yet. <laughs> um, that's... Will we get That's to see like you in the prostitute zone. clothes? Yes, you will. <laughs> All right. You'll see me in prostitute clothes and in uniform. I love it. Okay, so when we can... <laughs> I well, just, by the way, we got to definitely put prostitute clothes in the hashtag or whatever. <laughs> it is so heavy to me. <laughs> well, it's not like what you would think of like pretty woman prostitute clothes. It's evolved. So it's it's evolved. It has. 2018. Wow. No more fishnet. No We've more evolved. thigh highs. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's flip flops and a water bottle. Cutoffs, a water bottle, and a crop top, <laughs> and really bad makeup. Oh wow! Do you wow. do your own makeup? I let my friends do it because I don't. I cannot not do my makeup. <laughs> I'll put on blue eyeshadow and then, like, try to blend it and make it look nice. Make it look nice. Like, no, you don't need to make it look nice. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't do it. I love it. Okay, so we were going we're gonna to put in the show notes um, just some basic information. However, when we're able to talk more about it, we will update the show notes with, with all the new stuff happening. Definitely. Yeah. All um, right. I'm so impressed with all of you. And getting this opportunity to listen to your story is so beautiful to me, and I can't thank you enough. I'm just really inspired by the way that you find balance in such a high-stress job and career and life, and yet you seek out that balance. You do yoga. You breathe. 
and you do breathing techniques. You find the 528 hertz of love and listen to that with your animals. I think it's really beautiful. Well, you guys, I mean, you help me every day, every podcast, every time I come to yoga, every time you guys talk, just the normal conversation or, hey, today in... I held my breath for three minutes, you know, these things. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, what is that? I want to try. And I get excited about it. So you guys give me that little spark. And then I just keep pushing it forward. And then you just spark us back, Because I'm so sparked up by you. Yeah. It's, it awesome. has been such a, a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and everything that you do. Thank right? you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much, Rachel. Of course. All, All right. right. Peace. Have fun. Bye.